Welcome to the Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast. This podcast features geeks brought together by fate to discuss movies and all things geek culture. Enjoy the show. So we're back. I'm Jay, and we have tonight with us Captain Key. What's good? Ain't not much, man. Just a Another day in paradise, trying to make it, trying to make it happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know. Hey, so um, so this time we're going to talk about the movie Chaos Walking. Now, Chaos Walking, it's a YA movie, and YA is like young adult movie. So that that movies that fall into that category would be stuff like Divergent, like uh, I Am Number Four, uh, Maze Runner like the Harry Potter series, things like that. Um, beautiful creatures, things like that. Um, and so that's when the the protagonist is usually like a, a, a young person. And so with this one is, this well, the synopsis for this movie is a dystopian world where there are no women and all the living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds. It's called noise. So this is an interesting concept where you can't really have any secrets or thoughts to yourself because they're shared with everybody and you don't quite know why this is a thing, but it makes it makes for an interesting story. The movie is directed by Doug Lyman, which is um, a guy I really love his work. Um, he's done movies such as Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, Angelina Jolie and uh, Brad Pitt. He, did, uh, he directed Swingers back in the day, the independent movie. He did uh, The Born Identity. Those movies people really like and dig. And he also done uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is like uh, Live, Die, Repeat with Tom Cruise. They had two different names. So in the one place in the theater, I think it was Edge of Tomorrow, but Live, Die, Repeat was what was called when you bought it on Blu-ray for some kind of legal issues. They had to keep changing the name. But um, I usually like his storytelling and his movies and stuff. And so this is his take on a YA story. And I believe there was some filming issues with it. So it was kind of held up. And it stars uh, Tom Harlan and Daisy Ridley, Demi Bashir, and mm -hmm. um, Mag um, Nicholson. Oh, yeah, he's great. You know, he's Hannibal from the TV series. Right, right. Open that. He's right. a great actor. So, so that's pretty much the movie for the most part. Um, we're going to get into a discussion about it, open discussion. So this is kind of like a throwback movie in, in a way because it seemed like Hollywood kind of got off of these, these young adult type movies. The last one being like the Divergent and Mage Runner series. Um, so it's interesting to see this kind of movie now, uh, currently. Um, so um, we start with you, Keith. What was your thoughts on, on the movie? Um, surprisingly, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't. I mean, I, I kind of had a good feeling about it anyway. This was the first time I uh, watched a, a a movie um with Tom Holland, who's Spider Man, without him being Spider Man. I mean, he's done some other films. I've seen some other trailers for other films that he's done. Haven't really been interested at all. Um, there's one on Netflix, and then there's Cherry, I think, on Apple, and then you know with Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. It's my first time seeing her in a film outside of Star Wars, but I, but yeah, but if there's any other work that she's done outside of Star Wars, I haven't seen it. But when I saw the trailer for this film with the two of them, I liked the chemistry that, of what I saw. 
and I was intrigued with the story, especially when <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when uh, you know when uh, you see that she's reading his mind, and you know, I'm like, okay, that's going to be interesting. I got to check this out. So I thought it was a good movie. It was it was very interesting, and hmm. Tom Holland plays uh, Todd Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, he was very likable. He was definitely a young guy who um, was a little insecure and just trying to find his way in the world and trying to figure out what it means to be a confident young man and to be a man and what that means. And you know, he's living in the colony of, like you said, you know, because to their knowledge, there's no woman on this planet. And basically he, the, the irony is, is that he's raised by men, but is unsure on what it means to be a man, <laughs> you know? Hmm. But he's at an age where, you know, that that's kind of normal, I think, because was he supposed to be like in his early 20s? I mean, they didn't really say his age, I guess. No. So, but we know, but, but like you said, it's young adult stuff, so, but, he, he came across as somebody who was hardworking, who um, was afraid because I guess, you know, on, on this planet, all the men can hear each other's thoughts. And they have to figure out a way of drowning people out from hearing his thoughts. So it's like he's working, but he's also afraid of people knowing what he thinks. So he's always kind of on guard. So you hear him mentally say a lot, I am Todd Hewitt, I am Todd Hewitt, I am Todd Hewitt, you know, to drown people out from digging inside his mind. So that, that was kind of, that was fascinating. Um, yeah, you can tell when you watch this movie that he's not really happy with his home life. Um, he's just kind of going through the motions. So, you, I mean, it, it, basically the movie set up where He's waiting to be moved and inspired. And when you're a young person, that makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> so I, I got that take from him. And, you know, Daisy Ridley's character, uh, Viola, Viola Ede, or Ede, E-A-D-E, you know, she's a part of this space mission with these other people, these other, you know, astronauts or, you know, and they're, coming to the planet to uh, to see what's going on and to see if they can, if it's, you know, habitable to live. And, you know, things go crazy. She winds up being a lone survivor. And uh, she has no idea that she's like, you know, she has no idea that, you know, women are like a rare commodity on this planet. And then the power that women can read, you know, all the men's mind, but the men can't read the women's mind. And, you know, the plot just thickens. And when the plot thickens, I hate to say it, but it was believable <laughs> what transpired and why it transpired. And I hate saying that, but how they wrote the plot and how things escalated, when you get the back history on, because, uh, Todd, Todd's mom, you know, she's not there to raise him. So he's raised by his two dads. But like you said, they don't say that they're together, but you just kind of get that vibe. And, you know, he loves his two dads, but he's just, you know, they don't really talk about feelings. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, they, they, they don't. And then there's, you know, 
the leader of uh, the town, David Prentice, played by Mads Mikkelsen, uh, charismatic and creepy. Um, great actor. He has a certain presence whenever you see him. You know, I, I never know if he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> but, but I liked it about him, you know. Um, and then his son is played by Nick Jonas, David Prentice Jr. And he was just kind of useless. He was... <laughs> He really was, but hey, you know, hey, it's a it's a role. Um, he's like a, the spoiled, you know, basically, you know, the mayor's spoiled son is how he came across. He did a good job of that. Um, I guess my only complaint, for the most part, was uh, the preacher Aaron. Yeah, um, you know, he played Dr. King in Selma. He's a good actor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but he played this overzealous, crazy preacher-like guy. Um, and he was a little too extra, way too misogynistic, way too arrogant, way too mean. And you and you see how mean he is from the first time you see him on screen. And, I, I, and I'm kind of like, did you have to make him a black guy? <laughs> I'm like, did you have to do that? You know, so the one black guy who's consistent in this film is basically a bad guy from get go. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but um, uh, outside of that, good movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the chemistry between Viola and Todd. Um, I think it's interesting because even though you know there's a. Uh, a lot of, uh, when you watch this movie, you start to feel that there's a lot of past pain and torment that was done um, and not a whole lot of innocence. But when Viola meets Todd and then she starts to get to know Todd, you know, she sees the insecurity, but she sees the goodness in them and she can see the innocence in him and his desire to do the right thing. And even his dad's are like, you gotta protect this girl. They knew it was time for him to, to move on, to leave the nest. They knew before he knew. I, so I, I did enjoy that part of it. I did enjoy that aspect of his family. And that I, I enjoyed that moment when his father's like, okay, no, it's time for you to go. You know, you know, we were trying to plan when we we're gonna have this talk for you, but you know, here's what you hit. Take this, go help the girl, save her. And then you get into more stuff uh, about why that's an issue. Um, and then you just, and then, you know, like a lot of young men and women who are like 18 or a little older, you know, you grow up in this home that your parents, uh, you know, they provide you this home and they provide you like this little bit, this bubble. And when you leave, eventually uh, the bubble gets burst. And Todd's bubble definitely got burst. Todd got to find out that things aren't always what they seem at all. And that there are some things that, um, you know, he had been lied to about some things. So, and, and the, like I said, the plot thickens and it gets good. I and mean, then he meets other people that he's never seen before and other characters. And it, it gets, yeah, I mean, movie starts off kind of slow. And then it just kind of, once you get to the middle, it just kind of goes. So, I mean, once once Daisy Ridley's character, Biola, gets introduced and 
she starts to figure out, she starts to adjust to what she's seeing. And then, you know, she gets on the run. It, it, it picks up and then you get to see more of the chemistry, more of him figuring out who he is and trying to figure out how to deal with this lady who's never seen before, a woman he's never, he's never seen a woman before and how she can read his mind. And he's trying to keep his thoughts to himself, but all oh, that's just really interesting. And there's this dog he's got. So him and the dog are really, that connection is really cool. So it's just, in some ways he's like your average young man, you know, growing and in other ways he's not. And, and I enjoyed all of that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed them. The film. There was just some stuff I didn't like. I didn't like, like I said, the crazy preacher. That that was a bit much. But he is a key to the story as well. But I did enjoy the film. Um, yeah, it was it was different. I guess it's based on a book. I was trying to get the name of the book, but I couldn't really find the whole name of it. It's Knives or something. But I did enjoy. I did enjoy the movie. It, it was, yeah. In a nutshell, by the time I got to the to the end of the film, I was definitely satisfied, and I would like to see a sequel. Definitely, I'd like to see where young Todd Hewitt and Viola go from here. I'd like to see because because he you know he he definitely became even more of a man on his journey on this quest. So, right on. I enjoyed this movie. I, I usually enjoy. Um young adult movies anyway. So this is kind of like a lot of the same things that you would see in those kind of movies where um, it's like, a, usually it's like a young teenager being thrown into like adulthood in a way. Um, usually a situation where they believe one something and then the world is opened up to them to, for them to see that it's something totally different. So their whole world is kind of like, you know, broken apart because they thought one way and found out the truth that was some other kind of way so it does that it does that kind of a thing as well which um i have no issue with and i um kind of expect from these types of movies uh, what makes it fun is, is to see what what the reaction will be of the protagonist like how will they handle the situation what's the lie that they that's being uncovered what are they learning for themselves and how are they reacting to it will they lean into it or were they you know, fight against it. So um, it's interesting to see. It was cool to me, the premise of the whole thing of where you can't really hide a, hide your thoughts in a way. Well, you could try to hide your thoughts, but I thought it's kind of neat how, you know, it kind of made each person kind of an open book and you could see their skill level because depending on um, how much they practice or trained or meditated or whatever to get to a good point where they could control their thoughts or or, or or seem like they were being quiet in their mind because they found peace or they found a way to cover it up or or actually being able to project things with their thoughts you know um and different levels of of doing that with their thoughts so it was neat that little thing to play with the the whole little twist of not being any women and to throw a woman in or or, or a girl into that situation to see what that would do to 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 their world, you know, that was interesting to, to see. Um, one of the issues I kind of had with the movie was the, I wish that the characters felt more full as far as backstories or, or reasoning why they're doing what they're doing. I think it was pretty light on that. And I think that what really saved this movie was the strong actors. So when you have like Tom Holland and, and uh, Daisy Ridley and Matt uh, Mickelson, 
it's almost it's almost a cheat in a way because you you already know these these folks and they could um they they led their own project so it would have been interesting to see this movie because this movie had some um some complications with coming out and so this, they've been working on this movie for a while and then also they had reshoots and stuff to finish it up um so this movie's coming out years later than it was actually supposed to but it's interesting because you kind of got the star power of the person who played Spider-Man, you got the person who played Hannibal, and you got the person that played the lead, lead role in Star Wars movie, Star Wars franchise. So it's almost weird to see them because they're bigger than these parts now. And so I wonder how it would have felt to see these characters in this movie, you know, years ago, and to see this to be their launching movie versus them kind of squeezing down to fit into these roles. Uh, but they definitely are the ones that, that keep you uh, curious. But I think the actors and the actress uh, in it um, are kind of bigger than, than the roles at this point. But um, but it doesn't really distract, but it does, it does make you probably give it more care and more um, connect you to the, to the movie more. So if it, then, then if, then you would have, if they wasn't in it. So them, playing those parts I think add to the characters and it's not just because the characters are are fleshed out so well you know which I wish they would have been more fleshed out um, on their own without having to depend on the um, the actors in it um, but the story was was cool it was interesting it had some twists to it you did get a sense of the bigger world which was cool to see and I don't know the likelihood of the series being continued because you could tell it's supposed to be like a three-parter at least but i don't know one if if we have audience for these kind of movies anymore because they kind of stopped doing these kind of movies years ago um, like i mentioned before so i don't know if they're investing serious money into these types of movies because even a movie like divergent that started off so strong they got to a point to where they didn't even do the last couple stories and they were trying to figure out if they was going to just stop it all together or make it an hbo show so that just kind of go, goes to show the, the taste and, and how these movies are doing because the last movie that, in that series didn't do so well. Um, and then also with Maze Runner, even though that last movie came out late because the, the main actor, uh, Dylan, he got hurt. And so he took years off before he could kind of come back and, 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 and finish up the movie. And as good as that movie was, it didn't do as well as it should have because the audience taste changed, the momentum changed. So some of the times you need things running along a certain pace to kind of keep it going and when you get pulled out of it it kind of takes the energy out of it and I think that's what happened with that last Maze Runner movie and I think that's what's going to kind of happen with this one but it's a solid movie and I think if it would have came out when it was supposed to it would have um, made a bigger impact and but also the second thing too is like I don't know if, if if the studio would be able to pay enough money to make them come back I don't know if this movie did well enough um to support paying Tom Harlan to come back to do this type of movie. So it might not even be worth it for them to come back, you know, so who knows? I enjoyed it for what it was and I'll be fine with just that. But if they were to make more movies for sure, I, I would check them out to see what was going to go on, what else, you know, was out there um, in that world that they established. But I, I did enjoy it. Um, it, ha it had the same issues that these kind of movies have, but if you like these kind of movies, then it's a fun watch. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's fun to watch. I still think, so like for Divergent, like I didn't really know about that series until later on. 
And by the time that last movie came out, they probably took too long to make it. And which is another reason why I don't think it did well. Um, but the whole Maze Runner thing, you're right, that was just a happenstance. Because even when he was doing Teen Wolf, he, you know, he didn't finish. I mean, he was missing for some episodes because of that. I think. Um, but in regards to the chaos walking, that being a franchise and a series, I think because because Daisy Ridley is who she is and depending on when the next Spider-Man film comes out, they might be able to capitalize on that. And that's, that's a film that could still possibly be a successful franchise because those people are still like considered stars. And uh, we know there's more for Tom Holland. There's more for Daisy Ridley as well. If I were them, I wouldn't hang up that one just yet. I wouldn't. I would definitely think about doing a sequel to it. Um, and I think that film would have been a lot more successful too if it hadn't been for the pandemic. And I'm sure the pandemic held it up between that and the reshoots because apparently Tom Holland missed the end game premiere because he had to do reshoots in Canada for Chaos Walking. So yeah, so but, but, but I know what you mean because that whole divergent Twilight thing is kind of just like gone now in Maze Runner. But that just usually means, you know, they want to do that again to just gotta figure out with who. So we'll see. But no, if it is just a one-off, it was a good movie. I did enjoy it. They, but they left it open for a sequel. And I would love to see, like I said, what would happen to both of them. Do they become a couple? Because he obviously liked her and she knew it and she liked him. But, you know, it, you know, it, it was that, that whole thing was cute to see. You, you know, him uh, experiencing what it's like to actually be a regular teenage boy. <laughs> or a teenage young man. So, you know, I, heard, I think she's like the older lady, you know, who has more experience. It was, it was cool. So, um, but yeah, the way they left it open, I like to see what happens on that planet and just, yeah, I like to see, you know, like you, like you said, though, more backstory. And we got just a smidgen of the backstory towards the end. But there's so much more to tell with that story, so I would definitely like to see that. But no, I did. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, that's that, that's if they do if they do more, I will watch it because I like both characters a lot. Right on. Uh, I think that was cool. It was yeah. different. And but and then I have to ask myself too. So, what would the world be like if men could read women's minds? They could hear their thoughts, but they couldn't read ours. <laughs> How would they feel about us? <laughs> makes me kind of think about that and makes me think about human nature. So <laughs> that's kind of crazy. But you know, things to make you go, hmm. Shout out to Arsenio Hall on that one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was a, yeah, it's a good movie though. So I'm glad we watched it. So Yeah. Well, right on. We we both enjoyed the movie. If you like the the YA type of movie or sci-fi movie or movie with an interesting premise. This is a cool one to check out. Um, and there's a lot of movies out there that is not worth time, but this is this is a cool one. If you just had some time, you wanted to see something different, this is definitely one to check out and we think you probably would enjoy. All right, so till next time. See you somewhere out in space. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with others who you think would enjoy us as well. Till next time. Peace.